1: Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined back, I think for a fifth or sixth time by the one (laughs) and only (laughs) Miss Catherine
0: Edwards. Hello.
1: I think it's your fifth time technically or sixth, one of those. Yes. We love to talk. I mean, listen, I could talk to you for hours, Catherine. Same here. You're the Howard
0: Stern of podcasts.
1: (sighs) Howard Stern is a god. First of all, let me just say. I agree. Such a good show. Well, what are you up to today? What is, what is new and exciting in Catherine Edwards' life since we last talked to you?
0: Well, um, I'm happy to uh, be seeing the summer coming to an end down here in San Diego. I'm ready for fall weather and everything. Um, we have been really busy with our World War II vets, and we took uh, seven guys all in their 90s back to Berlin. And that was amazing. So we're just busy. It's horse racing season. A lot of friends in town.
1: I cannot it's wait a- for the summer to come to an end either. I- I'm over Right? It.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really, really. Uh, I need fall weather. I want sweaters, boots, coats. Are you, are you there like full time now? Do I even know this? Or
1: do you go back to LA? Um,
0: no, we go to LA. I'm actually trying to lease our place up there. It's LA's really, really rough right now it's, I I don't know when the last time you were there, it's just rough. And, you know, unfortunately I can't walk Charlie, our, our dog after 9 PM at night and feel safe. And Brentwood used to be a real kind of nice, safe little bedroom community. It's, it's rough now. So we're going to lease it. I was there in July, but like,
1: really quickly and like i in west hollywood and i kind of stayed like right there i had a bunch of things to go do and but i heard that like brentwood and like even beverly hills and stuff it's not
0: the same yeah yeah someone just sent me video yesterday of a guy getting jacked his rolex they literally tackled him in broad daylight on the street two guys wrestled him to the ground took his rolex and then just like went off like nothing and the guy got up and just shook it off and just kept going like okay well that that's that I think
1: that's the difference, like in York, there's, it's different, but you're always still around people here. That's the difference. I think in LA and some of the suburbs, you're not right. Like you're out
0: for a walk. No, no, no. no. There's people everywhere and there's cars everywhere, but people don't stop and they they don't assist. If they see it happening, they don't, they don't want to get involved. They don't want anything happening to them. So they just keep it moving. Oh my God.
1: That's scary. Yeah. Well... This current season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you've lived it. When you were on the show season six, five years ago, does that seem like that was you or is that just like another lifetime ago for you? Or do you remember it vividly? Because it seems to me like forever
0: ago. Yeah, it it doesn't seem like a lifetime ago, but it does seem like forever ago as far as me living that life yeah I can't imagine yeah (laughs) I laugh about it now it's really funny because it's it's far enough in the rearview mirror and I don't I don't say to myself like oh my gosh what was I thinking why did I ever decide to do that for one season because I don't regret it but now if someone would and I and maybe that's based on what I see on television now I wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole. No way would I ever. And maybe that was because of the cast with Yolanda LVP. It just was like a a little bit of a higher standard of, of lady. God, Eileen (laughs) Davidson. Exactly. Eileen. It just hadn't gone to that level of shit show.
1: Yeah. I could see that. Well, what, I mean, so before we get to like this season, what's going on, I mean, mm-hmm. has the Erica stuff really for you overshadowed the season? I mean, like there are other things going on, but like, does anyone even talk about any of those things or is it all just about Erica for you?
0: No. And and, and it's funny because I think because in whoever even remembers me being on the show and I'm not saying that there's a lot of people because it wasn't even a full season But I do get things into my DM saying, you were right. You were the only one that ever stood up to her. You called it from the beginning. And yeah. And I am surprised that it took people so long to kind of see who she is. You you have to keep in mind, this is the girl that, because I told her not to say the C word, the first time I heard her say the C word, I was like, oh gosh, don't say that. that. That's such a like, ugly word to me. And you're, and I said, you're so pretty. Don't say that word. And holy cow. I was just, she on her next little interview or whatever, she was like that F and C and I was holy cow. Why would you call me an F C just because I said, don't say that. And I became enemy number one. And yeah, I saw, I saw the personality way, way back then. What she was capable of. You did. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
1: Well, as you watch this season, well, okay, let's go back for a second. Right. So you did work with her that season and you saw this. So, I mean, are you shocked then that this is now, you know, people are saying it's a fake divorce? hiding money, like all this stuff. Like, I guess, are are, are you shocked? That's my question about all that's going on with Erica. I
0: am not shocked about any of it. I'm not shocked about Tom. Like, I'm not shocked that to find out that he was pillaging victims' money and living off of it doesn't surprise me. I'm not shocked that people think think it's a sham divorce. Okay. I, I mean, I buy all of it. Because back then I would have said to you, and I think I did say to some people, I said, they're charlatans. They're charlatans. And he, he I'm not saying that he wasn't a good attorney. I'm not none, I'm not saying any of that. But he made his name with the Aaron Brockovich case. They made a movie out of it. It was a huge settlement. And then from that point on, with that money, it was buying. The next level of power, you know, having these big parties where David Foster would come in and sing or this one would come in and sing and opening up the best champagne and getting the smoking hot wife that's, you know, all done up to come out and blow smoke up people's asses. He did everything to elevate himself into the A-list crowd and he paid for all of it. Right. And he didn't. And he did talk about it the night we were over there for dinner there. I don't know if you remember, there was um a a Dodger or a Giants fan. It was a baseball game and some one of the, the there was a fight in the parking lot. And he was the personal injury attorney for the guy that got horribly beaten up and was in a coma and everything. And they had just settled it. But, you know, to say that they didn't know or that Erica didn't know about the money and, and he, all the finances. We were in the house for no more than five minutes when he was telling us of every penny he's made and all the cases he's won and how much money he's made for people. And he was that guy that talked about all of the money.
1: Did you wait, when did you go there for dinner? Like during the season you filmed? Yeah, was yeah. It on yeah. camera? I don't even remember. If it was yeah. on camera. And so why? So he would like brag about money and like, I got this and that. He was one of those.
0: Before we started, before we started, before we sat down to the dinner. Yeah. He talked about, and I don't know if we were mic'd or cameras were rolling. then or not. I don't remember. It was like a lifetime ago, but he did talk about the money. So how can Erica say she didn't know anything about finances?
1: And he just, well, you know what they say? Like when people start bragging about money. That's not a good sign. Because They don't have it real people that have real money. Don't talk about it like that. Right. And like, that's a little strange for a dinner, right? Like you're just sitting there having a dinner. Like, why are we talking about money?
0: This is before we sat down. Yeah.
1: I mean, like it's Beverly Hills. Like you think like, we don't really talk about money here. Like everyone kind of has money.
0: No, that's not true. There's a lot of people in Beverly Hills that don't have money, but act like they have money. And it's that that attitude of money begets money. If you act like you have money, then maybe you can surround yourself with people that do have money and maybe you'll make money or get pulled into some of these things, businesses where people make money. But yeah.
1: It's sandal season. Look, everyone always gets excited for sandal season. The weather is warmer, warmer, But I wear sandals year-round, and now you can too, thanks to Crocs. With the new Crocs-style sandals, you can embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. I love Crocs sandals not just because they're stylish, but because they're so comfortable. And when I'm comfortable, I feel I can do anything. They have new Miami sandals and Brooklyn sandals, but my absolute favorite are their getaway sandals. They are so soft, light, and thin. It literally feels like I don't have any shoes on at all. There's a cushiony, soft footbed, and it honestly feels like I'm walking on clouds. Style-wise, they go with anything and everything, and I can wear them anywhere, no matter how casual or a more formal event. You have to check out the getaway sandals, and all of their sandals come in such a variety of colors, so you can match with any outfit. Right now, get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code SANDALS20 at checkout. That's SANDALS20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase.
0: you've got to spend money to make money and that's how you get rich. I, yeah, it depends upon the business though. It's, it can't be just like blowing smoke up people's asses to make money. Like you got to throw huge parties and bring a list super wealthy people to act like they're your friends to make money. (laughs) It, It takes a lot of money. In other words.
1: Yeah. You guys know that the only thing I like talking about as much as reality TV and pop culture is skincare. You know how thrilled I get when I find a new skincare product that really works. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about ORG. ORG's skincare's mineral face peel and body exfoliants are amazing, and they help bring that glow back. They gently exfoliate and hydrate your skin and only require a few sprays or rubs. What I love is you get immediate satisfaction by seeing the dead skin peel away. Their face peel that I use it literally, literally makes you feel like you were in a spot getting a professional facial for hours. And I really do love the instant proof. You, the skin, the dead skin peels right away, and that's what I personally love about it. Listen right now for behind the velvet rope listeners. Org skincare is offering fifteen percent off your entire purchase. Skin is complex, but caring for your skin doesn't have to be. Visit org skincare care.com today and use promo code velvet to see for yourself. That's O R G skincare.com promo code velvet and get 15% off your entire purchase. So you believe it all. Like you don't question any of it.
0: I, I I'll tell you what I, I I'm not saying that I think she knew everything. Do I think that she was aware to the extent that he was spending or where the money was coming from. I don't know. That's a big, that's a big reach to say, you know, unequivocally. Yes. I believe that. And I want to give her the benefit of the doubt to say that she didn't know everything, but if you're spending how much money a month on a card and I think she knew that the business was paying the card. She's no dummy. I will say that And in, because she has a survivor mentality. I mean, let's she, she's shared it all now. It's not like I'm saying something that's not out there. I'm making this up. Her mom was a, you know, from, from her words, a mean mom, dug her nails into her, hit her, never gave her love. She felt like she was the mom. Erica said she felt like she was the mom of the relationship. She didn't have love, never knew the dad wanted to get out and have a career, went to Jersey and became a stripper had a kid at a young age, abandoned the child at however, a toddler moved to LA to have a career that didn't take off, worked as a waitress and then here comes Tom Girardi gets a divorce she's like, I'm going to slip on my number and I'm just going to make that work and That's, that's what she did. So to say she's a survivor, she's, she's crafty in my opinion. And I don't think that she, I don't think that she has a lot of people around her that she's close to. This is again, just my opinion. I think that she's lacked love in her life from what I've seen. If she's been with Tom for how many years? And I don't think Tom was, necessarily a great husband to her from what I saw and the way he did talk to her, but she took it all because he was paying the bills. That was what that, that was the trade-off. And she made that work because that, that was what it was. The career didn't happen. She found Tom Girardi and then I don't know if she talked to him into funding her career or if he, that was his idea or whatever it was. She put all the eggs into that basket. And I read something, I don't know what it was, a couple days ago that said in the last three months or month and a half of their marriage before she filed for divorce, she had spent a lot, a lot of money fully knowing she's getting out, but running up the credit cards. You know that the business, that the law firm is paying the credit card bills. You know you're leaving. It's money, honey. That's it. That's all it was. It was a business deal for her. I don't think she has close friends. I don't think she's ever known love. Now she doesn't have a career. I don't think she has anything. And it's, it's, it's kind of, I always say that there's choices, decisions and consequences. You make a choice. She made a choice to marry this guy who she probably saw things at the restaurant all the time of taking care of her and the way he talked to her when he ordered a drink, she probably knew what she was getting into. There's decisions that she had to make as far as what kind of wife she was going to be to him, what she was going to take out of the marriage, what she was going to get for it all. The business dealing of the marriage of settling with a guy you're not really in love with. And then the consequence of all of those choices, decisions are your consequences. You knew what you were signing up for. You got the career. You wanted to spend $40,000 a month on glam. I do believe you knew that the, the law firm was paying your bills.
1: You think she knew that? Like you think she knew Oh
0: hundred percent? I think she knew.
1: Yes. And so the motivation from her part with all, so do you think she knew that he was somehow taking money from somewhere that he wasn't earning? You do.
0: I, I, I think that she knew that the money was coming from the law firm. And I think that, I don't think she's a dummy to, to think that that kind of money, for the amount of money that they were spending, is growing on trees. And I do think that Tom would say, "Hey, I won a lawsuit. This is how much money was awarded." She can do the math of what his percentage is. I'm listen. I was married. I I, I was married to a football player before. I'm married to a football player now. I don't anyone can read in the newspaper what NFL players are making in a contract season. I don't have to see a check stub to figure out what's coming in the tax. She's no dummy.
1: Right. Like all of a sudden, if you had five planes sitting in your driveway, you would say, I don't get this.
0: Where, you know what I mean? If she's spending $40,000 a month on a glam squad, that means that he's got to be making at least 80,000. After, you know, taxes to to pay for that. And even with all of the write-offs and everything, you got to make the money first.
1: And so you really think like this whole turning a blind eye or whatever was just money and greed, like?
0: For her, there was one, I think it was a season after, I don't know, it was a a little clip. And I remember being at the house, at their house and looking at the art on the walls. And, And Tom Girardi has some, pricey art really yeah he's more of like the contemporary like the Chagall Cezanne I I I saw some some nice art and I remember that the day for the birthday and I I don't know where I saw it or if it was on this episode or what but he had given her the $250,000 whatever the price is for the Cartier ring right the Panther Cartier ring and they and he had also given her um, a piece of artwork. And it it sticks in my head because in my head, I'm thinking, wow, this is at least a million and a half dollar birthday gift with the art in the ring. Maybe more. I don't know. I'd have to like look into it, but it's it, pricey, pricey, pricey. And I remember her saying, is this for me or is this, you know, are you, are you saying you're giving me the artwork, but is it really for you? She was very aware of, what he had and and what things cost.
1: She was.
0: Oh um, yeah. Come on.
1: Well, okay. So she knew and he knew. So talking about their marriage for a minute, because listen, we saw a happy marriage. Like those of us that watched the show, that's what we saw. We saw her saying how he's, this and that, and that scene, the scene that sticks out for me is when she was leaving for New York for the play. And he, she was crying and saying, I always just wanted you to be proud of me and all of that. She said a million times, he's one of the smartest lawyers that I know there's no plan having a prenup. He would work right through it. So now we see this season to me that it's according to her, a cold marriage. She's in the house all alone. They keep showing that scene where he tells her to be quiet in front of LVP. So to me, it's like, is Erica acting this season? Like, is this all now a lie? Is she acting to create a different narrative for the audience? Rothy's belief style is about more than just fashion. That's why everything they make is exceptionally comfortable, totally sustainable, and my favorite, fully machine washable. As summer winds down, make the most of your time in the sun with Rothy's best-selling flats, loafers, and sneakers. From flip-flops in an array of colors to shoes made for exploring the great outdoors, Rothy's has everything you need to step into the sunshine wherever you go. Plus, their spacious, washable bags are perfect for summer getaways. I just got the coolest pair of driving loafers from Rothy's. Although they come in a variety of colors, I chose camo. That's right, they are camo camo color. So freaking cool. I love them. And the best part about it, living in New York City, as dirty as they get, I just throw them in the wash and they are brand new. That's right. There is good news for any of the guys listening rothy's is not just for women anymore rothy's now sells men's sneakers and men's driving loafers rothy's men's lines features the same level of craftsmanship and attention to detail as rothy's women's line they're durable they're washable and they're better for the planet i love my rothy's and again i wear them night and day and i throw them in the wash They survive wash after wash after wash. That's right. How many pairs of shoes do you have that you can throw in the wash and they survive? So keep that summertime feeling going with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash velvet to find your new warm weather favorites today. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash velvet, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash velvet. And you'll be thanking me later.
0: I think there's a little bit of truth in, in all of that. I think that I think she did respect him because, you know, it was kind of like maybe the the father daughter kind of thing where he would tell her be quiet and go to your room. And I don't think he really meant it like that. You know, I think it's like, he thought he was being funny and it was campy, but. I, I don't, I don't think that it was completely loveless in the sense of that there was nothing, but was it a traditional balanced relationship no it was a it was a business deal if this guy didn't have the money and wasn't who he was would she have ever married him no no and if she wasn't some young whatever that he could you know that she'd subordinate himself herself to him would he have married her no probably not
1: so it's like they both knew what they were getting it was a-
0: And that's a lot of that's a lot of marriages in L.A. It is. It's a lot of it's a lot of second marriages or third marriages, whatever it is. And, you know, 20 years. And she said, you know, when she would kind of profess that everyone, you know, when they say, why, you know, you're married to this old guy and so shocked about she was like and she would say, like, fuck you. I've been married to this guy for 20 years. How long were you married? You were married to this guy for 20 years because you had an American Express bill that was being paid every month. If that credit card was cut off, she knew there was no money in November and boom, sis is out.
1: (laughs) So you think that's what it is? You think when she saw, she saw the writing on the wall and knew somehow, like, do you think that he, like, they were in it together? Like he said to her, like, we're in trouble. There's no more money.
0: I think so. I think that she knew that the money was running out. Cause I think when you're not paying your American express bills and the bills aren't getting paid. And he probably is saying to her like, Hey, I remember also one time that I can't remember where we were and we we were there and someone said something. And he said, I always tell any man, if you can afford her, you can have her. And that to me was so sad and she heard it. And she even actually said it on this season. I think that Tom had said that. I think that was one of his lines. She spent money like crazy. And he obviously was okay with it. You know, he was paying for it all. I wondered if they thought she was going to have a career. And she was going to, and they were going to build her up. And he was like, I'll just fund this whole thing. And then we'll rely on your money coming in because the law firm's done.
1: You think that's what it could have been? Like he was like, I, I, Let's no, no, no. Up. I don't think,
0: I, I think that he probably, I think that he could have saw that as a way of like giving her a career and like her being able to take care of herself. Cause he wasn't going to be able to, I, I sent you that text where I said how her ki- his kids must hate her. I, I can only imagine They, I mean, how could they be happy with her? She, she told me that this is, you know, when I did the season, she said that when they met and he married her, that all of his friends and his business partners and everyone around him couldn't stand her.
1: That's what she told you.
0: Yeah. And cause that she was like just this gold digger and that was going to blow through all of his money. <laughs> And then somehow she wanted to, like, basically tell them all they were wrong because she was around for 20 years. Yeah, 20 years of blowing money.
1: Why do you think his kids must hate her? Like, for what reasons? I mean.
0: I don't, I don't blame her for what he did. But you know, he's, if he's a smart man and it was his choices to, to, to not pay victims and everything, but I do think to some degree, you know, when anyone sp- spends beyond their means and just because you aren't writing a check for the bills, doesn't clean the slate for your own conscience, as far as what you're spending and where the money's coming from. If I, and I think that goes all the way across the board, if, unless you have Jeff Bezos money, right. If you're going to spend, and it's all relative, if you're going to spend $40,000 a month continuously on glam. And I heard Tom say himself, how expensive she is and this, this and that. And, and that part of it, when he did say that, there, it was tongue in cheek. Like it was, there was an air of seriousness to it. It was not only, you know, like a a ribbing and a joke. He was serious and she didn't laugh when he said it. And I remember thinking, okay, that just hit a, that just hit a sweet spot for her. But I think that, I think that for her, his kids, he probably, I think that they have to feel like You know, this woman, man-eater, came along. If you look at what she looked like when they met, to what she looks like now, and what she said the whole time she had this career of, like, it's expensive to be me, and how many fucks do I give? And her whole career was built on just materialistic, in-your-face, I -I 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 don't care about anybody but myself. I mean, she's never going to be able to play any of those songs again. <laughs> no.
1: It's not you, no, but she's not. She's really not. Do you think like, then what? Like, is that her just loving money? Or is that her like, my hole is there because of my mother and my father. And like, you know, people go out in shopping sprees to like fill the void of their life. They use, I mean, money, when you spend money, it's like anything else, like sex, drugs, alcohol is
0: like money yeah. her. Yeah, I I, I I, do think that I think I, that's why I think she's totally like vacant and void of real emotion and, and love. I mean, even when she originally talked to, you know, the girls and that said that she got divorced and she said, my life, as I know it changed, the, she didn't say my 20 year marriage was over. She's like, I, I gave back my Lambo. I'm out of my 16,000 square foot home. I mean, everything she, the first thing she talked about were materialistic items. Not that if you really believe your 21 year marriage is over and you love this guy, this guy was like the one who gave you a home and helped raise your child and built your career. And my God, he had this horrible car accident and he had, he was knocked out for 12 hours. I mean, this is the shit I cannot, I mean, come on, you know, this stuff, come on. If, if, if those are the things that you really feel, would you not say before, like I watched my loving husband go down the drain and, and, you know, when he has dementia and I asked for help, not that, Hey, I had to give my Lambo back
2: today. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's libsyn com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N ads dot com.
1: I mean that's a good point. I didn't even
0: really think about it like that, but that is a good point. I mean if, if my marriage crossed myself and Knockwood ended with Donnie, I, I would, I mean, I would say, God, I don't think I'll ever in my life find this kind of love again. I was so blessed to have what I had for this many years. And, you know, he got hit in the head too many times with football and I've lost my husband. I have to leave this marriage because he's abusive.
1: Anyone who listens to this podcast knows that I make decisions based on what is good for me, not everyone else. I live my life unapologetically and authentically as myself. And that is why when it came time to lose weight, the only thing that worked for me was Noom. What I loved about Noom is that they don't label foods good or bad, foods permitted and foods that are never permitted. They take a psychology-based approach and rather than focus on the food, they focus on why we make the choices that we do. Noom has helped me break so many bad habits, particularly with sugar. I love sugar candy, Skittles, Swedish Fish, Starburst—you name it, I love it. Rather than just say those foods weren't allowed, Noom helped me understand why I have these cravings, especially at certain times of the day. And slowly, I started to change these habits. I crave sugar less. I shopped better. Noom—I cannot recommend enough. The app is so easy to use. All Also, in what I love best is it only takes 10 minutes of your time a day, just 10 minutes. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. You can sign up for this trial at Noom.com slash velvet. That's right. By listening to this podcast, you too get to try Noom. You can sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash velvet. And Noom is N-O-V noom.com slash velvet. Go there, sign up for your trial, and let me know how it works out for you guys. It's great and it has really helped me. Right. You wouldn't be worried about your house,
0: you know, in Brentwood or San Diego or your car. Right. I'd be concerned about my husband who I lost and he's not, he's the shell of the man I married.
1: Yeah, you didn't get that. You got the Lambo in the house and all of that right yes when you when tom said if you can afford her you can have her and she didn't seem amused by that like do you think that tom like enjoyed it like you see what i'm saying like do you think tom enjoyed like here's my trophy right i have the money i'm a big man on campus it is 40 or was it more like oh my god I can't keep up. Like, I didn't realize it was going to be this bad. Like I can't make enough money.
0: I, I felt like it was more of him saying like, yeah, she's a liability. hundred percent. I did. Like, you know, if you
1: take someone who's making nothing and you give them, you know, $5,000, $10,000 a month, whatever, they'll be like, thank you for twelve, thirteen thousand $13,000. I am eternally like, there's cheaper ways to go with a trophy wife, I guess is what I'm saying.
0: But he was paying, his law firm was paying the credit card bills every month. He could have canceled her credit card. He could have put a limit on it. I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't, she's not all to blame. I think it was the perfect storm. A little Napoleon, you know, that wanted power. And, you know, I think he had like that complex of wanting to be all of those things And, you know, he spent the money to bring the crowd around and he, he he had it for a while.
1: And when you were in their house and you saw what, were you like, wow, these paintings, like, was that, was it like that when you walked into that house? Was it like, I don't understand how this house adds up because I'm looking at paintings and chairs and rugs that just shouldn't, that's like,
0: No, no, I didn't think that at all. I thought like this, honestly, this is exactly what I thought. I think I said this to you on a previous. I think
1: you said um, something about the
0: house. The the house, the, the paint was chipped. It was dilapidated in a lot of areas. But then there was this crazy art hanging on the wall. And honestly, the house was fitting for a guy that's a man that's in his seventies or eighties and had had some real great years and was very, very successful. And this was a person who was, you know, had made a great life for themselves, but that ship sailed. And now there was someone in there that was, and I remember it was one of the shows producers that I said to him way back when, when we were talking about something with the house and I'm like, that's not Erica's house. They're like, oh, Erica's house. I'm like, that's not Erica's house. That is that is all Tom. They're like, really? That's interesting that you see it that way. And I thought, how can you not? This is not her house.
1: Now, so if she knew a lot of this stuff, well, you know, we keep talking about the money, you know, now there is this, it came out like you saw, that in addition to the bankruptcy proceedings, there's this $25 million lawsuit against her. And did you see the details that that's coming up? There's $14 million spent on an American express and $11 million on PR and glam from 2008 to
2: 2020.
1: Now, $11 million on glam, even $14 million on an American express it's $25 million.
0: You know, I mean, I can't, I don't even know how to, I don't know what the thinking is. And, and there's a part of me that thinks that it's got to be, there has to be way more to the story and maybe he, I have to think that they did, that they came up with this together and, and together they felt like this was a good plan. And I think he did support her career and said, I'm going to make you a star. This is what you've wanted your whole life. I'm going to give this to you. I do believe that. And to some degree, I remember her, you know, telling me that, you know, he gave her all of these things. But it doesn't negate the responsibility. And like Sutton said, if the money comes into your account and it's your LLC and EJ, whatever her business, the global or whatever the pretty, global, whatever, right, whatever that is. She's responsible for that. You can't just say, oh, I'm just dumb, I'm stupid, I didn't pay the bills, I didn't look at the books. That's not an excuse. And the, the part that bothers me the most that the I'm calling it the hustler and the the, the housewife hooker.
1: and the hustler.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the hooker and the hustler. Um that poor guy that was burned and had all those surgeries and they told him he was going to get a check every two weeks or whatever it was. And he called and he was saying how he'd asked for the money. The money would be a week late and then, you know, they'd give him it. And then he, and then Tom told him that, um, that, you know, the judge was controlling that, whatever the story was, I can't remember exactly, but that to me is so upsetting that they would take that money and, and knowing that this guy's probably, cause he's so young, going to need 50 surgeries, at least for the rest of his life. Every time his skin doesn't stretch, have to go in and the, the pain that he's going to go through that to me is so disgusting and low life upsetting where if I were Erica, I would take everything I had in my house, all of the stuff that I had, everything that I could sell, I would start a Whatever. If I were Bravo, I would start a GoFundMe and raise money for all of these victims. They're all Bravo's benefiting off of this season because of Erica's shit story. Help these people. This this poor guy has nothing. That makes me that makes me really mad. That that really I mean I I get my blood boils about that shit.
1: I mean that's the thing like we could skip over for a minute what you knew and what you didn't know. Well, you know, now, so hundred percent. You think she should be like rectifying this?
0: Seriously. I mean, if that money is owed and she's like, well, those were all gifts, gifts from what, from the money that he stole from the law firm, give the shit back, give it to the rightful owners. I would be so beyond embarrassed to ever talk about what I spent to go get my damn hair done, to drive a Range Rover to do any of that stuff, when all of these victims are owed money. And these are, uh, the Lions Air people, it's different. These are, that was a wrongful death. Those people are gone. But the people that are living that are the victims, those burn victims from that fire, I cannot, I cannot in any way, shape or form, be okay with any of that. That to me is sick. Right. Like there's a way to say, I'm not,
1: you know, to contact a lawyer, your lawyers and say, I'm not admitting guilt or whatever, but let me just explain to you what I'm about to do and to be higher crisis management and be literally paying this money back, selling, sell, sell, sell.
0: I I would just say, I, if she wants to hold her ground that she knew nothing because she has to, and that's what her lawyers are, you know, counseling her with fine, but you could, she could show some remorse. She could, she could show some sympathy. That's the part for me where I'm blown away by how cold she is. And granted, she may say, I'm just not going to cry on camera, But yeah, I don't, I can't for the life of me make any sense of how someone can, and I'm sure she saw the show, look at that guy and not do something. I would sell everything I had to give that guy money. I would.
1: Right. Right. And like, you know, there's other things like she signed tax returns and all this other stuff. Yeah. I mean, these are just facts. Like I'm not, I mean, these are things you do. Well, also like you talk about people living above their means. This is just me because of I seeing all this and how the world works. If there was a certain amount of money being put in my bank account every month, I would literally be like, I am, I am, I am nervous. I am now nervous that someone's going to come and knock on my door in ten years because this doesn't make sense. I don't want this in my bank account unless you can tell me where it's coming. That would be me. Like I don't want to get tangled up in what is this? Like I don't know. I think that would just be me. Like I love this money, but I'm nervous now of where my
0: life is going to be in ten years. That would be me, honestly. I think, yeah, I mean, I've, I've tried to like, think of the psychology every time I see something where it's so polar opposite of what I think someone should be doing. I want to rationalize. I want to break down the psychology of what they're thinking. How do they justify this? And, and I keep trying to find like an ounce of empathy for her. I keep thinking, okay, she's just this, you know, beat down survivor, woman who didn't have love from a mother probably like weathered some really shitty men in her life while she was working at the go-go dancer strip club whatever you know she's picking up dollar bills off the floor while she's on the pole or giving somebody a dance or whatever you know and let's face it there's probably a lot of married men in that place that are throwing out their wives grocery money and it's just who she is. Like she just doesn't think about those things. She's just take the money. Don't ask questions. Think about yourself. Don't look behind you. Just keep going forward.
1: Yes. Well, then if she knew, then you are saying,
0: do you think she's guilty? I can't, I I think that she's, I can't say that she, I wouldn't say she's guilty of, the fraud and the embezzlement, I don't know. I have no idea. But she is not innocent of taking the money into her account and claiming that she didn't know where it was coming from. No. And I do think before she filed for divorce, I do think that Tom probably told her, like, hey, the ship's going down, grab a life raft, you know, I think a hundred percent that happened. I, I, I think, I think, I don't think that, I think that he had enough respect. Well, I can't say respect enough care for her that he probably said, you need to get out and this is how it's going to go. And, and, you know, I read somewhere that a lot of the lawsuits when, and remember when they were, when the, one of the reunions where, Someone said something about like how nobody talks about their lawsuits, and she said, Oh, they apologize, and da-da-da-da. Well, Tom would settle these. He would finally give the people their money and he would make them all sign NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't talk and say what happened. And these people, you have to keep in mind, are like grateful that they probably got anything. And they're coming up against this, you know, attorney in LA that's in every you know, I don't want to say politicians pocket, but I, I, cause I don't know, but I think he was pretty good about paying people.
1: I think so. Yeah. Right. So, right. So if she knew, so even though you can't say whether she's guilty or not, <laughs> just knowing what she knows, I mean, is Erica, somebody who like, wants this, like, if this moves on, I mean, is she someone who should now do jail time?
0: I can't say that. I mean, I think they should garnish her wages. I think that they should take what she has that's sellable and give the victims their money. It, you know, it, yeah, they should claw back. They should claw back the money the same way they did to freaking um, Bernie Madoff's wife. Yeah. It's not her money. It's the things, just because a gift was given to you, it wasn't given to you with money. That was his, the, the firm owes $101 million. I'd like to know what, how much money he actually made with all of the billable hours that they had, all of the, 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 the money that they were spending, how much money came in? What's what was the firm netting every month compared to what they were spending?
1: But it's like, you're obviously making some money. Why, why can't you just say this is enough? Like it's not, you're not starving. You're not. No,
0: David, but I, who knows that they weren't making money with the Jets and the Lifestyle. I'm sure they were spending more than they were making. And you have to, I also am curious, you know, Tom was not in his prime. no. There's, you know, do you want a guy that's 78 and was once, you know, what he was, or do you want somebody that's 45 and it just had the latest, greatest, and is a shark in the water. And I'm not saying that Tom can't be that, but <laughs> I mean, he shuffled when he walked and he was just like, arr, arr, you know, come on
1: well i mean also do you think like they're in on it together because that's what i thought like where is all this money i mean we keep hearing about this 80 million like where is the money i mean i guess they spent it all or do you think there's money like like do you think this was a plan between tom and erica for her to get out and for them to be live happily ever like think about it if this were two years prior before it caught up and the money were transferred. I, I I don't know if there was a true divorce that wasn't contested. And it was like five years later, you, this could all be a whole different thing. I don't know if they could have gone after someone,
0: if there was a divorce, I don't know. You know, it'll probably come down to, they'll, they'll be able to see how much money came in from settlements. They'll be able to see how much they were paying in you know, a- attorney's fees. Cause there were, there were other attorneys in the office that had billable hours and they had probably a huge overhead every month. I'm sh- I would assume, I mean, friends of mine that are big attorneys in LA and you know, they've got, they've got a lot to spend. I mean, they have a lot to pay every month. And so I don't, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I
1: think your point though is correct before. I mean, I guess, do you think people are focusing on the wrong thing. Like, okay, yes, let's focus on whether Erica knew and what she knew, but you know, now, so it's almost like, let's just give her the benefit of the doubt of knowing very little. It's almost like you, it doesn't matter now is what you're saying.
0: That's, that's how I feel it. it, You know, whatever she knew, didn't know it, it, you know, it's, it's gone. It's done. There's no money. There's no money. So now at this stage of the game, where is there anything to to take back and to, you know, give to these victims? If, and, and, and if there are true forensic accountants on things and, you know, money went into accounts, I you know, it's not that hard to find if people are flying internationally, you know, opening up bank accounts. I, I don't know. But do I really think that they had... I If if I were someone, I would have been like, where's all that artwork on the wall? Where's the, the named, the name stamped jewelry, you know, the Cartiers, the Van Cleef, the things that you can sell for a value. I would want all of that back. The clothes, there's no money on the dollar for any of that shit. Yeah. It's, you can spend $20,000 on an outfit and you're not, you're not getting it back. So all that. The hair extensions, the makeup, the jets, the hotels. I mean, when we went to Dubai, she flew her three, her two, the hair make, the hairstylist, the makeup artist, and the assistant out business class. All the trunks of clothes, paid for every meal. I mean, everything. That and there's was a, that was an expensive. Her first season while I was there, her first season of uh, Beverly Hills cost some money, honey. She she's she spent money, and I remember she told me one time. She said, "This is this." Uh, she said Bravo's the biggest racket that they put on a TV show, and they get everyone to pay for the whole show. Everyone pays. It, Rena was different. I remember Rena telling me, "She's like Catherine. Every time you spend a dime on the show, like a parking, t- you know, like valet, or you buy something, or you have a party, unless you have all your friends there too." She said they will pay for it. And Renee's like business, honey. Where Erica was just like. And that they loved her for that. Loved it.
1: She spent her own money to look a certain way. And Bravo was loving it.
0: Totally. And, she... and that's why I feel like Bravo should do something for these victims. They benefited from all of this. And they made tons of money off of her. And, and, and you know, just put a little bit back. Put a little bit back to those victims.
1: And you think Bravo should do that, even though we haven't determined. Just
0: find that, let them find their philanthropic selves and, you know, and they don't even have to talk about it. They can do it on the DL. They don't have to tell anyone that they cut a check. Let Andy Cohen cut a check. Seriously. I the, I will say this, and this is probably going to be a little controversial. If someone doesn't agree with me, I feel like that. I feel like Bravo capitalizes on all of um the misery and demise of marriages and psychological and addictions and all of these things, right? And it's sensationalized, and it's great TV. And granted, these women and men, they 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 decide to put it all out there, but Bravo makes all this money on everybody else's shortcomings and failings. And it didn't, I don't think it used to be that way when the when the show first came out. They they kind of it was about women laughing and having a good time and being silly and whatever. It is now turned into alcoholics, you know Drug addicts, embezzlement, you know, real serious felony crime. And I think it's bad. I, I don't like it at all.
2: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-ads.com.
1: Right. Like in the beginning, there were like rare exceptions, you know, like Taylor Armstrong and Kim Richards. Right. But it's on a lot of shows now, not just Housewives.
0: No. And in, in, in in, you and I talked about this before. I think that they really miss the mark on when they do have the opportunity to, and they, they could just do it at the end you know what I mean, somehow call attention to the seriousness of what they show rather than just like having it be like a shit show. And, you know, people turn it on and then turn it off after the hour and think, God, I'm glad that's not me. Those women are a train wreck.
1: Well, that's why, like, I think that's what they count on. Like when I talk to people that used to be on the show or on for a short period of time, they're relatively normal for lack of a better word. And I think, I don't know how they get it right so many times with casting, like right with quotation marks. I just think the production companies are, they can recognize something and someone, because you look at like certain people, like just every year there's something else. And this is like your
0: life. Like who has that much in their life happen? I remember after, this is sometime in 2016 and I was talking to LVP and I said something about something about my past with my ex and with OJ and whatever. And she's, she, I told her something in confidence that was real. And she said, Oh my God, did you, do they know that? Did you tell them? And I said, no, I would never tell them that. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of it comes down to how much you're willing to air i can't see your dirty laundry but i guess really your your problems like your psychological problems and share that and have something like bravo capitalize off of it and then really not give two shits about what you just opened yourself up to. They don't want to help you figure it out. They don't want to help you fix anything.
1: And, and I think now we're in a different state, even when you, not only do you don't get help, but when it goes too far, like Bronwyn, Dorinda, you're actually kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. Like when it really, when you're going down that road, it's fine. But when it really is like, this is a psychotic or whatever you want to call it. Like, this is now a liability.
0: Yeah. We do not want to, then they don't want to be, they don't want to be. Uh...
1: And I'm not coming <laughs> after anyone, but that is the impression with Bronwyn and Dorinda that it got too dark for the moment. And it's time to part ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like go get yourself back together because right now it's not the look we want to show, but they, 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 they kind of like, they give you an attaboy. Like, good job. That was oh my God, house, housewife of the week when you're the shit show. But then, boy, as soon as it's, you know, as soon as Kim Richards, you know, robbed Target and really needed help, holy cow.
1: And I think it's almost like your reward, it's almost like they need someone to go so far because then it's an easy decision of this, who's, who we're going to get rid of. It's almost like, boy, keep going. But we know that it's keep going for two more months. And then we have something to tell you, but we're not going to tell you today. That's kind of, I think what it's got to. Yeah. And, and,
0: and you know, I don't, again, it's, you know, is it Bravo's fault that these, that they're preying on weak people or people that have real problems? No, it's everyone's individual responsibility to take care of their psychological, mental health, all of it. But it's just, you know, if, if you see someone who has issues, but you just keep throwing gasoline on it, that uh, I don't like it
1: well also to your point about Erica you know maybe rectifying the situation now like she's talking about the Lambo and losing the house but right like to your point there is a Range Rover and that place that she lives now where everyone is now coming I mean that is 2,000 square feet let's just or that's Listen, that, that's bigger new, than most people the new Yorker live. That's
0: in you. 2,000 square feet for us is roughing it, okay?
1: <laughs> Apparently, because I'm yeah. just
0: like, well, that's not
1: so bad. I mean, it's decorated no. nice. I mean, we have 2,000
0: square feet in New York. I'm just saying, like, it's not like 600 square feet. True. I mean, yeah. No, she could have, um, sh- yeah, she could have gotten a place for, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean- I, and I, in, as much as I don't like her, and I really don't because I just don't feel like she's um, in any way, shape, or form my kind of person. I think she's as cold as they come. I, I wish her that this is a true learning experience and that she comes out on the other side of it. I I, I would love it if through all of this, she had a aha moment and said, oh, my gosh. I I have to open my heart up and and put someone else in front of my own feelings for once and kind of chose that path in life instead of she her whole existence from the as an outsider and I I would put myself in that category it's all based on this you know fake persona that she puts out there and she lives for adulation she lives for um nothing that's real like the public's approval approval and in in really if she says she doesn't care then who, then who if you don't care then who who are you doing any of this for
1: well to that point i mean are you shocked that i guess then
0: you are are you shocked that she's still on the show like I guess. I'm not shocked. She's still on the show. I'll, I'll be shocked when the lawsuits and everything shake out. If, and she, you know, is found guilty of whatever in order to pay back this and that, um, you know, and she's found guilty of what she's charged of. Yeah. Then I will be shocked if she's still on the show. Cause then I feel like you put that person um, you know, in a position where you're not condemning really bad behavior. And whereas in, in some people would say well, like, well, as far as like Teresa Giudici, I think she was not, you know, really aware of what was going on. I don't think she, I think now that one, I don't think did know.
1: <laughs> you think that's the difference really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, would you stay on the show if this were going on in your life? And I mean, everything you say can and will be used against you. What? What
0: else is she going to do? Like, what other career could she possibly have? Where is she going to make money? The only thing she could do is try to find a new sugar daddy. And as I said to you before, I wouldn't if I was someone who had money honey, I would kick that can down the road and find another one because she's got baggage.
1: Like if you're a sugar daddy and you saw Erica coming,
0: I'd be like, honey, thanks. No, thanks.
1: (laughs) You say there's a, there's a easier way to go. If you're a sugar daddy,
0: there's a million Erica's that don't have that kind of baggage.
1: Well, if you stay on the show at this point, because I mean, again, everything you say is going to be, I mean, they've already said, we're going to look over every bit of footage. Like you're either on the show to keep the fame going, you're on there for the money. You're on there because you enjoy the experience and you find it fun to hang out with your friends. I mean, why else would you be on the show? Or you're using the, the fourth reason is you're using the show to now create a new narrative that will help you in court.
0: I think she, she, she's in a, she's backed into a corner now. She doesn't have, how is she going to pay lawyer fees? I mean, her law bill has got to be getting bad.
1: Well, Andy Cohen tweeted or put on Instagram, wherever it was, I'm taking questions for the reunion because we're going to film it soon anyone got any? And Ronald Richards said, yes, I have some. A, how is Erica paying her legal fees? That was his first question. I mean, whether these are going to be asked, I mean, I'm not holding my breath, but he's like, how is she paying her legal fees from what? Like who's funding this? And will she cooperate by providing all the banking records that we asked? And I think he asked, did she spend the full 25 million or something like that? But some of these might've been answered, but those were his things that he
0: put out how there. how is she paying the legal fees she's not making enough on bravo to pay legal fees i can tell you that
1: no way the lawyers must be adding up beyond belief
0: 100 she's th- that's where i think that there is some money stashed away i think she i i don't i don't think she's as i said before she's no dummy i think she's smart enough to put some money away for a rainy day You do. I I think so. I think most women are though. I think most women, especially if you've been living off of a man, are smart enough to say, hey, this may not last forever.
1: I mean, whether she needs to be there or not, like, do you think it's a smart decision to be on this show? Do you think it's a smart decision to go to the reunion?
0: Yeah, because if she doesn't, she loses her job. She needs that job. She does.
1: What about, you know, Sutton, you met, you mentioned Sutton before Sutton is somebody who has spoken up and said, what's the big deal? I went to a lawyer. I just want to know, am I being dragged into something by just physically being here? And she's also gone to, you know, so far as to say, I don't want to be associated with this in society. Like is Sutton correct? I guess. I know. Well, we're about to get into what we think about Sutton this season. You know, she seems to be the one that is really challenging erica on all of this we talk more about the erica situation we talk more about this season i mean is everything else being overshadowed we talk about crystal garcelle and dorit now have some issues we talk about dorit and we talk about Catherine and more and what's been up with her so stay tuned for part two and hey here are a few little clips of what's to come in part two and part two coming very soon listen to these clips I mean, we um, saw that stuff on the show, but I don't know if there was anything else really that sticks out
0: to you. I think it was just, I remember walking into her room. <laughs> I remember walking into, we shared a a suite in Dubai. It was a two bedroom suite. And the suite was, I think, I don't know, 5,000 square feet. And we had, you know, a butler and a cook and the whole thing. And she had her two glam guys and then um, the stylist guy and these big trunks came and then they were putting all of her stuff out. Right. And getting it all ready. <laughs> and I remember like, I had my little, I had like two little to me bags and I put myself, I had no hair, no makeup, no stylist. I was just, I don't know. I was just doing the show. Right. And, it was so funny because they laid out all the jewelry and the shoes and the makeup. I mean, it was like a full freaking production. It was crazy. And I remember just looking at it all and all of the clothes and the shoes and the sunglasses and how much that was there and thinking, how much is she even going to wear in the four days that we were there? But thinking it was so over the top and, her telling me that she flew them all out business class and, and, you know, the meals. And then we'd come back and sit at the table in the suite and, you know, and everyone would be ordering and she would just sign for everything because, you know, they were such a big part of whatever it was. And I remember just thinking like, holy shit, this girl spends money. Like it's, you know, coming out of the tap and, you know, I didn't know, no, uh, uh, I I I mean I didn't take it that way. I was ne- I she never intimidated me for one second. Like I was always just like who are you? Like what you know, what is all of this? And and honestly, I mean this doesn't sound very nice and I don't mean it in a derogatory way to any strippers or, you know, people who live that life, you know, do what you got to do to make your money, but to me she just was always like she, this sounds bad but she was just always just just kind of like that below the line trashy you know I remember when we were in the bus after she did the show in San Diego and she had a really short skirt on and no underwear and she hopped up on the bar in the in the bus and I'm like sitting on the sofa and I'm like looking right up the dress I'm like do you have underwear on and she like looks down and she's like no and I was just like okay Wash right, that right. off when you get down. It's just, I, it, you know what I mean? I just was always thinking it was just, and maybe that's not very nice of me. And I'm saying something about myself that I thought I was a little bit more, um, I don't know, above, like, who I am. I, I mean, I, just the choices, I guess. It's just just that level of just <sighs> trash.